This is Right Here, Right Now, the Skill Centre podcast. The Right Here, Right Now team is here again to share with you, our listeners, some of the insights we've gained along the way. Your hosts today are Craig and myself, Trisha. We are both from the College of Arts at University College Cork and work as tutors in the Skill Centre here at UCC. We are on the home straight of our essay writing journey today with the writing of introductions and conclusions. As per usual, we will be using your questions to ask the experts for their advice to help you to complete this journey. Today, our experts are Kira Chambers from Film and Screen Media Department and Dermot Scully, a lecturer from the History Department. Also, we welcome back Christina, a fellow tutor at the Skills Centre and PhD student in History, to offer her advice with some last-minute tips and tricks. Our first expert today is Kira Chambers, and she's here with us to answer your questions about introductions and conclusions for your essay assignments. What is the purpose of an introduction and a conclusion? Well, an introduction and conclusion set out the framework for your essay or assignment. The introduction should tell the reader what you plan to do in the essay and how. It should explain any methodology employed and what sources have been consulted. In some cases, your introduction will cover some of the same ground as your conclusion, as this is where you explain what you have done and why you have come to particular conclusions. So your conclusion should should summarise the main points of your essay or dissertation in clear, concise language, leaving the examiner or reader in no doubt as to what findings have been drawn out from the research. What makes an introduction or conclusion stand out for you? A good introduction captures the reader's attention right from the start. It's always good to signpost what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. Explain clearly to the reader how you expect to reach certain conclusions on the topic in question. Sometimes people feel it is repetitive to outline what you're going to do at the start and then tell the reader again what you have done in the conclusion, but these are really important aspects in crystallising your research in the mind of the reader. A good conclusion will draw all of your main points together in a way that neatly mirrors your introduction. Think of this as where you forcefully make your final argument. Good introductions and conclusions can cement your arguments and really boost marks. It's also interesting to note that you should probably write your introduction last because that's when you know the entire contents of your essay or assignment so you can summarise more effectively what you've done in the course of your research and how by writing this section last. Our second expert is Dimmit Scully, a lecturer in the School of History at UCC. Here he offers his advice on the specifics of introduction and conclusion writing. Do you think that the writing of introductions and conclusion is very subject specific or do you think that it is a matter of personal choice? My advice would be straight away when you're given a written assignment is check with the person who's given it to you. Ask them that question. If the answer is it's up to them then my advice would be, for an academic piece of writing, what you should do in an introduction, regardless of the subject, would be in the very first sentence to state what your argument is, or what your question is, or if you're given a specific, very general title, what angle will you take? And that the rest of the introduction, at a minimum, should simply be a roadmap. You know, to, to answer this question, we need to look at A, B, and C. So what are your key topics? Um, that, I think, for any subject is really essential. It could be in some introductions you're asked to give a literature review or you might be asked to give personal reflections. But the essential thing is to immediately state 
confidently, not apologetically, what it is you're going to tackle and a very brief, concise roadmap of how you do it. When would you recommend students write their introductions and conclusions in the essay writing process? For the introduction, I'd recommend that as soon as you're given a title, even before you start researching, if you've got a gut reaction, this is how I want to approach it, that's when you do your introduction. So at the very, very start, I mean, this is only the first draft, um, you need to state to yourself what angle you want to take and you want to state clearly what structure you want to follow. Because if you do that at the beginning of the writing process, it'll prevent you going off on tangents. Now, at the end of the process, the essay you've written might turn out to be very different from the one you planned. So your final introduction is the last thing you write, I would suggest. It comes after the conclusion. But always begin with, in your first draft, memo to self, this is what it's about. And that's, that's why the draft introduction is needed. In this segment of our show, our team discusses your questions and common mistakes in academic writing. Thinking from our own experience as teachers to make you, our listeners, aware of aspects you can avoid or things you can do to improve your academic skills and etiquette. Is there anything else I can do that might help me improve my introductions or conclusions? I always like to remind people not to neglect their conclusions. A lot of people hit the word count for their essay and try to finish up as quickly as possible. But your conclusions are the last thing that your reader sees, so they're really important. Don't just write a quick sentence or two. Take some time with them. I like to think of them as the closing statements that a lawyer would give to a jury. If you've ever seen an episode of Law & Order or any courtroom drama, you've seen that a lot of effort goes into the final closing statements and that they're generally very strong. In these fictional courtroom scenes, you can often guess the outcome of the trial just by the strength of their closing statements. Just as a closing statement is the last time to sway a jury, your conclusions are the last time that you can sway your reader. So what does a lawyer's concluding statement to the jury usually contain? It normally highlights their main argument, such as the guilt or innocence of their client, and then ties together all the key elements, such as means, motive, and opportunity. You can do the same thing with the conclusions in your essay. Connect back to your thesis statement, tie together all the points that you've made in your body paragraphs, and show how they all connect together to support your argument. Take this last opportunity to sway your reader, and don't forget your conclusions. Avoid preamble in your introduction. For a lot of student essays I've come across, there is a tendency to warm up to answering the question by including non-relevant and general details in the introduction. You are far more likely to get higher marks if you focus from the very beginning on what precisely the question is asking you. Use your introductions especially for showing that you have a clear understanding of what you are being asked. And you can also use your introduction to outline concisely how you're going to answer the question. This immediately tells your marker that you have a clear understanding of the assignment and that you're also organised in your own approach. Lots of people recommend writing your introduction last. Sometimes I do this, but sometimes I find it more difficult. If I have a clear idea of what I need to put in my essay and how this all links together, then I often write it first to help with the flow. I almost always start with a quotation from somewhere to open up the essay, and if I'm particularly lucky, I will also finish my conclusion with a quotation that sums up my argument. With regards to the conclusion, I sometimes write this first if I know what my conclusion is going to be. This helps me to focus my writing on where I need to get to. Inevitably, I will end up changing it, but it acts as a good focus point nonetheless. That's all for this penultimate episode of Right Here, Right Now. 
Remember that if you're still finding your essay planning difficult, don't forget to approach your lecturer or come and book a one-to-one -one session at the Skills Center or via the website. Bye for now! This program was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with a television license fee.